Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Who better to break down the Sweet 16 and the regional finals Monday and Tuesday than the great Zach Brazilla of the New York Post? ZB, how many years have we been doing these interviews together? You would know better than me. I mean, I don't remember anything before the pandemic, so it's all a blur. It's a fair point. I mean, timing, yes, (laughs) with a pandemic and a tournament getting canceled kind of throws things out of whack, my friend. But how the hell are you? What's going on, dude? Well, congrats on your move. I know. You didn't break the story. Is that okay? Uh, Are you going to get into trouble? You'll get me. You know, we'll, we'll make up for it. How about that? All right, I definitely will take care of you. I can guarantee I'll take care of you. Listen, let's start here, bro, and I appreciate those kind words. It's been a good tournament, man. I mean, Monday was a bummer because you had a bunch of routes, but you've had some double-digit seeds go to the Sweet 16. You've had some upsets. You've had some fun games. Um, All in all, after a year hiatus, were you satisfied with the first weekend of the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I mean, look, it's clearly different. I I do miss the travel. I miss the in-person stuff. You know, it's it's not the same, but yeah, it's you know, it's it's good. It's been fun. Um, I mean, if I'm a Syracuse fan, I'm loving the tournament. No, it's like been an you. amazing tournament. You ain't kidding. I mean, but for the local fan, you know, Rutgers won a game. They really should have won two before choking at the end of Houston. So you know, you've had some good local interest. You've had some good games. You know, no, a lot of blue bloods either not in the tournament or not staying long. Um, you know, you still have that possibility of that blockbuster championship game with Gonzaga and Baylor. You know, I, I think it's, I think it's been a good tournament when you consider, you know, the, the, you know, the, the issues that obviously we face and it's not a normal tournament, but I, you know, I've, I've enjoyed it. No doubt about it. What has been Zach, your favorite storyline over these first four games, sister Jean? You know, I, I think, I think the big no. I, I would say the big storyline is probably the Pac-12 just being terrific. The big I like that terrible. one. That's you know what? That, that's a good one, Zach. That one's not getting talked about nearly enough. Maybe around here, bro. The Pac-12 has been lights out in this tournament, dude. Yeah, lights and the big out. 10 who people said was you know, or you know, at some point you know, there are parts of the year where people thought this is arguably the best conference in history, or at least one of them. And the league, and I, I said it for a while, the bottom half of that league stunk. And the top half of that league really didn't do a great job here. Illinois was completely outplayed. I'm, I'm still waiting for Brad Underwood to make an adjustment. Uh, Purdue was terrible against North Texas, who followed that up by getting smoked by a, you know, a Villanova team that's not at full strength. 
you know, maybe Michigan gets to the Final Four and saves it, but Big Ten's embarrassed themselves in this tournament, I think. Can't fight you on that. Um, now as we look ahead to these games, Saturday and Sunday, you mentioned Villanova. I look at the point spread, Zach. I think this line is way too low. I think Villanova beating a 12 seed, beating a 13 seed, I'll applaud Jay Wright for rallying the troops and getting his team to the second weekend. But I think this game has mismatch written all over it against Baylor. I think they're getting smoked. Oh, yeah. I, look, for Villanova to get to the Sweet 16 is a nice accomplishment. I get they got a break in the second round. But, look, Purdue could have beat North Texas. So you at least got to give Villanova credit for, you know, for smoking them. But, yeah, I don't – I don't see how this game is competitive. I, I actually think of the two Big East teams, I, think, I don't think either team is going to win. I think Creighton has a better chance to be competitive just because of the style. And Gonzaga's not a great defensive team. You know, I, I can see Creighton scoring a lot of points and losing, you know, like a 91-80 game. But, yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I'll be surprised if the five minutes left Villanova's in the game. Then you have Loyola-Chicago against this Oregon State team. This Oregon State team, Zach, they're the one team that's kind of befuddled me these last two weeks, they got hot at the right time. They had to win the Pac-12 tournament to make it. They end up probably stealing a bid from Louisville at the last second. And now they've made their mark. They end up beating a five seed. They end up beating Okie State. And they can shoot the ball well. Are they a live dog against Loyola Chicago? Or is this Loyola Chicago team, in your opinion, too much of a buzzsaw at this point? Yeah, I think it'll be a competitive game. I just think Loyola is too well coached, too good defensively. I mean, if you watch that Oklahoma State game, Oregon State was begging Oklahoma State to steal that game. And Oklahoma State basically said, no thanks. I mean, they were they were terrible in that game. The shot selection was bad. You know, uh, just it, it was just a, to me, you know, Mike Boynton did not do a good job coaching that game. It was just a very undisciplined game. I, I'm not saying Loyola is winning this game by 20, but I – I can't see them losing this game. I just think they're too disciplined and too smart to to lose this game. You know, Oregon State is not going to hurt them on the glass that much just because of how, you know, how sound loyal is. I, I think you're going to see loyal win this game. We got my main man, Zach Braziller, New York Post, giving you all the ins and outs for the Sweet 16. And Zach, in case you didn't know, one last reminder. Syracuse will be playing at 9.55 against Houston. And, bro, let's be honest. You, me, everybody on planet Earth, maybe even Jim Beheim for that matter, never in his wildest dreams in mid-February could have imagined that this team would be at this point. How shocked are you that Syracuse is still playing in this tournament? I mean, like, a month ago, I didn't even think this was an NIT team. It's, you know, I... It's it's incredible that they are where they are. And, look, you could say San Diego State played a terrible game, and, look, they did. But to beat West Virginia, that's a good West Virginia team. And they played a good second half. Now, they weren't good in the first half, but West Virginia played a really good second half. And that was a, West Virginia was a legit Final Four contender. And, look, Syracuse beat Carolina. They beat Clemson. You know, they're 8-3 in their last 11, and two of those losses were really narrow losses. They played really well now for a while. You know, this is, you know, I was looking at it. If you look at the other two Syracuse teams that, you know, got to the second weekend as double-digit teams, the other two teams kind of still went into the tournament playing shaky. And then they all of a sudden just turned it on in the tournament. This team has played, entered the tournament, played really well. So if you're going to say there's a surprise, you would say the other two teams were probably more of a surprise than this team because this team has, you know, has played well for a while. I mean, it's, 
it is amazing though. <laughs> Once they get in the tournament, they just figure out ways to win. You know, isn't it crazy how Beheim as an underdog is so much better than Beheim as a favorite? You know what the crazy thing is? I, I didn't realize. You know, these last three, um, these last three runs in the last five years. You know, as double digit seed, this is the only time they've actually ever been a double digit seed. I had no idea. They've never, you know, they had never been lower than an eight seed before these last five years, which is just remarkable. You consider they're basically the tournament every year. It is crazy. Um, you think this year, Zach, because it was such a strange year, because you had so many pauses and shutdowns and, you know, teams being off the grid because of COVID. Should we have put more stock in what you were seeing from teams over the final two or three weeks of the regular season in the conference tournaments? I know in normal years, Zach, it's the overall body of work. But I kind of get the sense this year, because of the nature of the season, that we needed to have a little bit more of that recency bias in many ways. I mean, that's fair. I mean, look at some of these teams. You know, Oregon State was, was great late. You know, Oral Roberts was, was really good late. Syracuse was obviously really good late. I mean, you know, that's you know that's fair. But then you can look at it and say, well, what about Georgetown? You know, they were really good late. And then they, they got absolutely, you know, balled by Colorado. You know, I like the idea of it's the whole body of work instead of, you know, weighing heavier how a team plays it in February or March because – you know, if it is, if you're going to weigh that heavier, it's going to give teams less incentive to play good non-conference schedules. So, yeah, this year is obviously different, but I do think, you know, we still should really be doing the whole body of work instead of, you know, waiting the end of the season. Zach, the games on Sunday to me are better than the games on Saturday. You agree with that? Um, you know, I, I think Loyola is interesting. I really think Syracuse Houston be a really good game. It's the but game yeah. of the slate on Saturday, bro. Let's be honest. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Syracuse alum. It's the best game of the four games. Yeah, I would I would say so. I, I, I think Arkansas will handle Oral Roberts pretty easily. I do think Loyola could be an interesting game. But, yeah, I think I think that's fair. Um, I think Michigan Florida State's going to be an absolute just slugfest. I think that's going to be a terrific, terrific game. I think USC Oregon. That's that. Those could be the two best games of the weekend. Honestly, USC Oregon and Michigan uh, Florida State. Yeah, and I have a very very hard time handicapping USC and Oregon. Both teams know uh, each other very well. I think USC Zach is the more talented team, but going against Oregon in these NCAA tournaments is just not a smart bet. So because of yeah, the I mean, tangibles and the coaching, I lean towards taking the Ducks. You know, I kind of feel like that, too. I did pick Oregon because they'd get to the Elite Eight. But I just – USC beat them by 14 when they played this year. And USC's size is going to create a real big problem for Oregon. Oregon doesn't like to play big. You know, they, they'll go with Omarui sometimes as their biggest guy. And he's 6'6". You know, with him and Figueroa at 6'6", they, you know, they go up and down and they, and they like to shoot threes. You know, to me, that game is, is, is probably a toss-up. I – I'd probably pick Oregon just because of the coach and how this team always seems to find a way in March like Syracuse. But I'll tell you, USC is a really talented team. I mean, I know Kansas isn't any good, but they did to Kansas. I mean, they, they basically, you know, ran them off the court. I think that's going to be a fantastic game. And, and I don't think Colton is going to win. I don't really think they have that much of a chance to win, but I think that's going to be a fun game to watch because those teams are going to shoot this, you know, shoot the three so well. They're going to go up and down. Either team really likes, you know, plays a ton of defense. I mean, that's a game that I think is probably going to fluctuate between 8 to 12 
in terms of Gonzaga's lead, but I think it's going to be really entertaining. I was thinking about this going through the Sweet 16 odds to win uh, as far as the regions go. The region with UCLA, Michigan, Bama, and Florida State. Zach, I can make a case for all four of those teams to go to the Final Four. Am I crazy? Not sure if I would quite say UCLA. Um, but otherwise, yeah. I mean, I think the, the when you look at the um, – I think you could have some just absolutely fantastic Final Four. Uh, Louis I, I love, I love the storylines of Syracuse Loyola. You know, I think Arkansas. Oh, can Baylor, we get that game, Zach? Yeah. Please, oh, please, pray for me. I'll be praying tonight. Loyola, Chicago, <laughs> and Syracuse would be a hell of a game on Monday night, man. That'd okay, be a hell of a game. Arkansas, Arkansas, Baylor would be absolutely fantastic. Alabama, Michigan would be great. You know, I. I don't know if Gonzaga, USC, Oregon would be that great. I mean, I think Gonzaga, Oregon would be entertaining, kind of like Gonzaga, Creighton, but I think Gonzaga would definitely win. But to me, the other three would just be would be terrific, terrific games. Um, is the Syracuse-Houston game as simple as if Syracuse can avoid getting demolished on the offensive glass, they got a great chance to win? Because I know you talked to him the other day. Buddy Beheim is playing like a man possessed. Zach, I can't believe I'm saying this. Buddy Beheim has a path to play in the NBA. How crazy is that? I mean, it, it's remarkable, you know, and I don't think people realize, you know, that you know he had COVID, and I think that really hurt him this year and slowed him down. I mean, to me, the most impressive game he's played was West Virginia because he didn't play a good first half. The second half comes, and West Virginia's making their run, and all of a sudden he just says, okay, give me the ball, and goes off against a really good defensive team. I mean, they're putting they're putting quick and athletic defenders on him, and he and he's like it's like nothing. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think it's all about defensive glass. Houston's not a great offensive team. They're going to probably shoot a lot of threes, and they're probably not going to make a high percentage. Now Syracuse could could rebound the ball and just and continues to shoot the way it's shooting. I think they have a great chance to win. Now, but you saw it though. Oh, Houston's not going to go away. You saw it against Rutgers. They're not going to go away. They're going to keep attacking you, and you might wear down. Syracuse has got to stay out of foul trouble. You know, the, they're bigs, and they've got to they've got to find a way to keep Houston off the glass because that's how Houston wins. Zach, they, how they did Rutgers lose that game, man? How did I mean, they lose that? They stopped, Well, I can tell you how they stopped playing offense in the final five minutes. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, it was a combination of that and a combination of the glass. You know, they um, Houston goes oh two at the line. They get an offensive rebound. They hit a three. You know, they this is shot. They get an offensive rebound. They get a three point play. I mean, that and Rutgers basically trying to dribble the ball out is what lost that game, 100%. I mean, you can point to a billion other things, but it's those two things right there. And that's a shame because Rutgers had a lot of fun with that this week, I'll tell you. Oh, I know. I know. I would have been having a whole lot of fun at the uh, Rutgers alum, and they would have been going at me, and it would have been great. I mean, I I am bummed out we don't have that game. Before we get your revised Final Four picks, um, Shaka Smart going to Marquette. Did that throw you for a major loop today? I saw that. I was like, huh? I was, what? I was, was he going to get I was, fired? I, was, I guess he was getting fired. Yeah, I mean, I, there, there was talk that, you know, the boosters were having a fit after the Abilene Christian game. Um, but I still didn't think he was necessarily going to get fired, but he must have been uncomfortable. I mean, you had been hearing Porter Moser to Marquette that Marquette was the job that really interested him. And then I saw that today, and I was – and I was blown away. I think it's good for the big news. It's good for the buzz. It's good for headlines. Not, do I think Shaka Smart is that much of an upgrade over Wojo? No. I, 
you know, I think he'll recruit really well, but, you know, she's kind of had the same problems that Wojo's had. That his team's kind of fade as the year goes on. I know they had a great year this year, but and, and until the tournament, you know, so I, I think it's probably more buzz and, and headlines than necessarily production. But it's, you know, it's especially the big East to get a big name like that. Uh, we'll be interested to see what happens with Indiana. You know, Beeline's a name that's not going away. You know, I. They should give him the job if they're smart. Zach, that'd be the smartest move they can make. Smartest right. move. Right. I mean, he gets he gets a chance to play Michigan. And, you know, I don't really. What other name out there? I mean, you know, you know, Texas is going to basically throw a Brinks truck of cash at, you know, Chris Beard. But, like, what other name out there, you know, if you're an Indiana fan, gets you excited? Unless you're going to go high Rick Pitino. I mean, I. Beeline to me is the one that makes the most sense. Um. I don't see Moser going to Indiana. So, you know, I'll tell you, this offseason, usually this craziness starts after the tournament. I mean, it, the transfers and the coaching carousel, it's just, it's just bonkers. All right, my friend. I'm going to give you an opportunity to revise your Final Four. I don't know if all four of your picks are alive. If they are, I apologize. But now here we are, Zach. I lost one. I had Oki State, and I'm hoping that Syracuse can slide in that spot. I'm A-OK with that. So the floor is yours. What's your revised Final Four? All right. Well, my initial, let's be, let's be fair here. My initial was Gonzaga, well, in the paper the day, you know, and I'm picking it, this, you know, an hour after the selection after the selection show. I had, I had Gonzaga, I had Illinois, I had Texas Tech, and Florida State. I only really like one of those right now. <laughs> I still think Gonzaga's getting there. I actually think Michigan's going to get there. I, I know it's. You know, you can say livers. I just, there's just something about this team. They just find ways to win. I was so impressed with, you know, how they responded um, the other night um, against LSU, who's to me was way too talented to be an eight seed. I, I didn't get that. Um, and then I'm probably going to Baylor. I just, I love the way they're playing. I, I know you say chalk, but I, I think we're getting a Gonzaga-Baylor title game. And then the last one, I'm... You're not going to like it. I think I'm going Loyola over Syracuse. I just, they like, That's they okay. Like, uh, I, I want Monday night, though. You got So you're picking us against uh, – I, I love I'm throwing the Wii in there. I can now. You know, we're <laughs> a week away. I'm throwing the Wii in. It's my school. You got Syracuse beating Houston tomorrow, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they'll beat them. I just, I think Houston's not good. I mean, uh, I think Rutgers fell – I think that was more about Rutgers falling apart and kind of stopping to do what they did what they were doing well that Houston, you know, but Houston took advantage. You got to give them credit, but Rutgers just kind of stopped playing at least offensively. Yeah. I just, Loyola to me, they're, they're Butler, Brad Stevens reincarnated. You know, they're just, what they did to Illinois was just so impressive. Like even the final margin of that game, it didn't even really tell the story. They were in such command over a team that everyone thought was maybe the second best team in the country. The big kid, terrific. The guards are smart. They shoot the ball well. They're just so fundamentally sound. You know, I think they'll slice up that Syracuse zone. They're just, you know, they're a really good team, man. I, I, it's, it's so much fun watching them play. It really is. Zach Braziller, the outstanding sports columnist, college sports extraordinaire for the New York Post. ZB, it's a pleasure. I know we'll catch up next week at some point uh, during one of these Elite Eight games, so... Uh, you can save your farewell for then, but always a pleasure, All right. okay? All right, we'll talk before Syracuse loyal. How about that? Oh, I, I, I like the sound of that. <laughs> How about after Syracuse cuts down the nets Monday night? <laughs> How about that? All right. A little positivity. There you go. That's Zach Braziller. Great stuff there from the New York Post. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.